Welcome back to the Core to Three podcast. This is Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my amazing and most wise wife, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hello. Thanks. This is episode 71. Do you realize that? Yeah, and also we're in season two. Yes. And we've had over 4,000 downloads. <laughs> That's pretty good. It is. Well, you know, when People you want to listen to us more than once. <laughs> well, when you want to, I mean, when you only download stuff, like it's a once a week podcast. Right. right. You know, I mean, I know people that, pretty good. I know people that do podcasts like every day. Oh, yes. And, yes. You know, and so their downloads are like, sure, almost 300,000. But we're proud. But if we did something like this every day, can you, um, I don't know if we could do that. I cannot. I'm just being honest. That would be. Once a week. That would be nuts. Anyway, this is season two, episode 71, 4,000 plus downloads later, and we are still going strong. On our podcast, we hope to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. We're going to talk about things in life that make you think, make you laugh, sometimes make you cry, or maybe even all three. So wherever you are today, we appreciate you listening. We encourage you to join in the conversations and also to share this podcast on your socials or with your friends and families by text. So on this week's episode, we have wrapped up the whole Symbus mm-hmm. assessment tool yep. and conversation and everything. So going to do something just a little bit different. So on this week's episode, we're going to talk about validating your spouse. This was based on an article that Prepare and Rich wrote um, mm-hmm. about a week ago. And in this particular article, uh, they talked about five uh, underrated ways in which you can validate your spouse. I was like, this would be a really good thing to talk about on the podcast because I think it would cause couples to take a moment to consider how they respond to each other and how they build up one another. So I thought this would be a pretty cool conversation to have in validating your spouse. But before we get to do that, so I was thinking about our question of the day. You have the question of the day. Yes, I have. I'm going to assume responsibility for the question of the day because we always talk about the goal of our podcast yes. is to inspire hearts and form minds and yes. ignite joy. Uh-huh. But we don't really ever talk about what has ignited our joy, what has inspired our hearts, or what has informed our minds. I mean, maybe we do in a roundabout way. Maybe we really just come right out specifically and say, Are we going to tell tonight? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. We are going to tell. You can and, start. And I even gave you a heads up a long time ago today. You told me this morning. This morning. On the way to church. No, it wasn't on the way to church. You were getting ready for church. Oh, okay. It was It was in the bathroom. Okay. I remember because I said, yeah. hey, think about these three. Think about this, Lisa. Think about this. Have you yes. given it some thought? I did give it some thought. You did? But I've also been busy today, too. You ain't been that busy. But I gave it some thought. Okay. You can start, though. All right. So, what three things informed your mind this week, Spencer? 
So at work, we've been reading a book called Chop Wood and Carry Water by Joshua Metcalf. That's a good last name. M-E-D. Yeah, but it's still it's close. M-E- yes, yeah, it's, it's still close. My maiden Yeah, it's still close to your maiden name, but it's Metcalf. Okay, got it. And this is a book uh, about a young man who desired to become uh, a samurai archer. Ooh. And bought a one-way ticket to wherever he was going to be trained by a sensei to become a samurai archer. Uh-huh. And he thought by going to this place that they would just immediately start shooting. But what he had to learn is he had to learn the culture of the community. And part of that culture as a community is they, everybody had to chop wood and carry water. Do you know why? Why? Because during the winter, they needed wood for heat. And if nobody pulled their weight, they would not have enough wood to stay warm. The other part is because they didn't have any really running, good running water uh-huh. in an infrastructure, they had to carry their own water. But the whole community had to participate in the carrying of water and the chopping of wood. Didn't matter who you were. Didn't matter who you were. What your other skills Everybody had the, okay. um, not just the opportunity, but everybody had the responsibility uh-huh. to chop wood and carry water. But the thing is, is the, the skills that they learned in chopping wood and carrying water and the little details that go along with chopping wood and carrying water, it taught the samurai archers to use their whole being mm-hmm. to become an expert in shooting bows and arrows. Taught them to be because of the because of the muscular. Because of the muscles they used, the the mindset Board they used, mind, the yeah. discipline that, that it took over and over and over to chop wood and carry water, chop wood and carry water. That was a critical part of them becoming a samurai archer. So that was a book that really informed my mind that, that in whatever we do, it's those little things, those little details, those little discipline things of that really make us great that greatness is something that is not bestowed upon you but 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 greatness is something that you work at in the dark when nobody's watching greatness is what you it's that dirty hard work um that you just do over and over and over that maybe seems like uh redundant uh or has no purpose but in the end i mean if you're chopping wood and carrying water you're providing heat and taking care of your thirst and providing running water for a community well there are different things that we have in our own lives that require us to chop wood and carry water so what are the what's the wood in my life that i have to go and chop what's the water in my life that i've got to go and carry and that for my community you know what are the things that we share in our community that we do day in and day out that really lead to greatness 
And it comes down to just how do we serve each other? How do we serve one another? How do we serve the family? How do we serve our friends? How do we serve our community? How do we serve in our business? And that's where, uh, that's where greatness really comes down to is, is the serving. So you would recommend this book? Oh, highly recommend it. Yeah. Chop wood. Chop wood. Carry water. Good book. Okay. Yep. All right. So. Um, do you want me to share mine for me? Yeah. Do you have something sure. that informed your mind? So Other maybe than, not. You know, where, right. As I mean, in could you inform minds, young minds? I, I do. I feel like that is my job. So because of that, um, that's what I was going to say, that I have found some really good podcasts. I get some emails many times from some of these, but Leaders Coaching Leaders, The Science of Reading and Literacy Talks have been some of my top ones that I've really been listening to lately because in my job, my field of teaching these young minds, I want to do a better job. And so I have to keep learning and growing and understanding trends that we're seeing in education these days. And when I say that, I mean just how kids are learning. It's very different than when we grew up, and we can't just keep doing things the way we've always done it. I think we have to adapt, and within that, we have to be wise and know what to keep and hold on to and that is working and is beneficial and what is not really working um, based on the world that the kids live in these days. So I've just been learning a lot about reading comprehension, and that's kind of big on my list of instilling a love of reading with my students. And I love when kind of that light bulb goes on and they find a book or a series that they're turned on to, and when they realize that they can read it and understand it all on their own independently and, mm-hmm. you know, can take these quizzes that we do and just, um, that that's really cool. But I want to understand how to better teach them reading comprehension and reading fluency because there's so much more than just them saying the words and getting through a book. So much more. So that's what I've right kind of learning right now. Good. So is there anything that has inspired your heart this week? Yes. That would be Thursday night. This past Thursday night, we were invited to be a part of an FCA event, Fields of Faith, mm-hmm. back on some old stomping ground fires that we used to live right around the corner from Winderbera High School. And that is the place there at the football stadium on the field was where they were having this FCA event. And it was just great to go to that. I think it inspired my heart in watching these young people, these high school students, some athletes, you know, teammates, friends. Um, it's not just relegated to the athletics, but the the group of students that were gathered and taking leadership and standing up in front of their peers mm-hmm. 
and classmates, teammates, and sharing what God is doing in their life. Yeah, and for some of them, it was pretty difficult to even get through some of their yeah, stories. Yeah, it's just some hard stuff yeah. that they have encountered, but what a difference Jesus is making. Mm-hmm. And and those organizations that point them to Jesus, um, just it just was super cool to sit there and watch that and and think back over the years of you know when we were there on the field doing that with some of them and uh, planting those seeds as well and just how God has continued to bless in that Barrow County area it you know it just it was inspirational and and then just right after that I think God brought it full circle in saying, you know, this is this is why discipleship and mentoring is important. And then I actually had a young lady, a friend of mine, reach out and come visit me and ask if I would mentor her, if she could just spend some time, if we could meet, you know, on a regular basis and having in the back of my mind just what I had witnessed, you know, on Thursday night and then this happened with her. Yeah. It was inspirational. Well, I had I had one thing noted about there were several things that inspired my heart this this week. And one of those uh I'm gonna I'm gonna hold from sharing right now okay. until maybe a later date. Okay. But um, the FCA event that took place Thursday night was something that was definitely inspiring to the heart for me, especially after 10 years of being on staff with FCA, going through the going through not only a job change, but a career change here in this, this past summer. And, and then this was the first FCA event that we've been to, yeah. or anything remotely related to FCA since leadership camp this past summer. And to show up uh, at this event and to see the FCA staff that are now involved in Barrow County uh, just since leaving uh, three months ago. ago. Uh-huh is to me is is amazing and then to see my my good friend and one guy that i've spent time with in discipleship mm-hmm. uh coach garrett to to see him um you know share his story uh and to encourage students uh i've always known and one of his big things is win the day he knows that winning the day is a is a big deal, um, and that it's different for different kids, different for different adults, and but but Coach Garrett is just the uh, consummate encourager, and if you've ever if you've ever been around Coach Garrett or if you've ever been coached by Coach Garrett, there's one thing that you will always know, and that is is that he loves you and he look. That dude loves people in big, big ways, big. in big ways. And, uh, you know, I'm just proud to call him my friend, and I'm so proud to see him, you know, use his platform of sport, whether if it, you know, is on, on 
on a campus or on a a rec ball team or something like that. He uses his influence in a way that is very positive and and gospel centered. Mm-hmm. He wants to see lives changed, and it is it's just a, a really cool thing to be a part. He inspires me. Coach Garrett inspires me. Yeah. So that inspired my heart to see him there, to see um, all of that take place. And the other part of that whole night, too, with, with FCA was the first time that we did yeah. a Fields of Faith event at at Winderbarra High School, there were two guys that led worship. Students. Students. Mm-hmm. One was at Appalachian. The other one was at Winderbarra High School. The guy at Winderbarra High School was Ryan McCain, who now leads worship at the 211 Bethlehem camp. And he was back Ryan night. back Thursday night. Yes. Being on staff. Presence. And, yeah. Being on staff and student ministry and worship ministry, being there at that event. To support it. The other guy was Harrison Clark. Mm-hmm. Now, Harrison, a little bit of a different uh, Lane that Harrison Harrison's got another job, obviously, but Harrison loves leading worship and is, has been very involved in yeah. in Bethlehem's mm-hmm. um, worship leadership. And to to just go back and to think about that day and to think about, I think I think the stage itself was maybe six foot wide, <laughs> um, and maybe twelve foot deep. It was not anything fancy it was there wasn't a whole lot of people there no but it was so sweet you know and to see it continue to grow and um and to and to be a part of that 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 was something that really inspired my heart yep i agree so what ignited your joy okay i think it was just that we had some really sweet times with some friends this week on During a small group. couple of different occasions. Yeah. Small group. And then last night we did a double date. Yeah. Just a down, down Monroe with our neighbors who are great friends of ours. And yeah, it just laughing, Laughter. just laughing to get like belly laughing, like slap the table <laughs> yeah. or spill the chips. Yeah. Or just like. Or drop the salsa. You know, laughing so much that I got to catch my breath and tears are coming down my cheeks. That just really wells up joy in you. It's just good medicine. It's healing. It's a release. And when you have good friends like that, that Mm -hmm. you can have that kind of laughter shared together. That's cool. Yes, it really was. So <clears throat> that was something that also ignited my joy. But then there was also, I got a text this past week. Um, Dad gum, my uh, my phone was on the microphone, and it was copying everything I'm right I'm saying into like a text message. Holy crud! Look at wait, is it doing it into our notes? It's doing it in our notes. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness, you're gonna, gonna be confusing. Up. All right, <laughs> forget all that. Um, well, tell what you're anyway, yeah, you know, as far, <laughs> I got, we're just making people laugh. That's all. So, but no, I got a text, um, from, uh, from Jesse Fincher. You have ADD too. And I don't have ADD. Dude. Just stop. Um, 
So I got a text from Jesse Fincher, who Jesse on staff with FCA, she was under my leadership for a number of years. Now she is uh, the ministry advancement uh, regional director. I don't know what the official, t- but she's over the ministry advancement lane of the state of Georgia and doing a great job. And anyway, she's been a part of this um, experience with FCA leadership development experience. And they're just, they're, they're wrapping up. It's like a two year deal that she has been been part of. She's been a part of. And uh, she sends me this text with a picture of, um, of a little statue of Jesus washing one of the disciples' feet. Like just something you can set on your desk. Uh-huh. Well, it's the same thing that she had given to me um, as a going away and gift and appreciation from our staff and just expressing how grateful that they have been for just how led them and served them and she sends me this picture and it's the same statue that she gave to me <laughs> uh, back in August and underneath she said Bob wash my feet now Bob is a VP of a divisional uh, of the southern division of the United States for FCA and um, and to see that from her uh-huh. and to know how much she's been poured into by so many other people and to see that come full circle, um, it really just was something that ignited my joy. It just made me glad to see that and to know that what she's going to be doing is replicating the leadership style and the servant heart into the lives of the other people that she leads. And it's just going to have a continued uh, continual trickle down effect, you know, uh, from the top down like that. So That's good. it was something that really just did ignite my joy for sure. So anyway, that was good. Yes. It's always good to think about those three things reflect. And if we're, you know, if we're going to week or month, but that's going to, and we hope that those stories, do those things for you, and if it's something that, um, in in you your can, life, share yours with someone. Yes, what ignited share your joy? It. What inspired yeah. your heart? What informed your mind? Yeah. You know, what did you learn? What did you think about today? What did you laugh about? What did, what, uh, how did you love well? You know. So anyway, just That's good, pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're going to get to what we're talking about. Yeah, five ways to val- validate your, your house. House. Now, the title is called Five Underrated Ways to Validate Your Spouse, written by, and I'll put the link in the show notes that for okay. this particular blog post that Prepare and Rich posted okay. for us. Now, pre- underrated ways mean they should be pretty simple very. things to do. Okay. Yeah. Very okay. simple things to do. Okay. So here's the question to kick it off. Okay. Have you ever shared your thoughts with your spouse, but their response left you feeling dismissed, criticized, or unheard? Ooh. I think we'd all say yes. Yeah, I think so. I I think, honestly, at some point, you know, and, and 
Sure. Depending on the health of your marriage, maybe that happens more often than not. But I think all of us, in being honest, would say, yes, I could think of some times. At some point, Not that way. there has been those feelings. And, it, and those things that can make you feel small or invisible, uh-huh. which is basically the opposite of how you should feel in those interactions with your spouse. Yeah. You know? I mean, sure. in the interactions with your spouse, you want to feel seen. You want to feel heard, heard or and uh, all of that. Valued. And, yes. So... That speaks to the importance of the validation and helping each other feel heard, understood, and that your thoughts and your feelings are valued. All right. So here are five underrated ways to validate your spouse. Okay. Let's hear them. The first one is avoid one-upping. Avoid one-upping. So... If your spouse comes to you needing to vent about how stressed out or overwhelmed they're feeling, maybe at work or in life or whatever, it may be natural for you to want to commiserate with them if you feel the same way. And join in. And join right in. Okay. But prior to you doing that, let's focus on what? Let's focus on really hearing your spouse out and understanding what their experience is. Is So you may want to say something like, that sounds like a lot to manage. I can totally understand why you feel overwhelmed. And so. And continue to let them share maybe a little bit. Yeah. Unpack it. Right. Process. Because that's kind of with me. I just need to process through things. I just need to. And you're my sounding board. Yeah. And if I started in on. Uh what's going on with me i'm probably going to shut up or shut down yeah in a sense yeah and then you may flip the strip yeah flip the script and you start listening in on me or whatever is going on with me but yet you hadn't totally feel heard right you feel like yours is just more of a okay i got the conversation started but i but i still feel the same way Right now, it's not totally out of my system. I haven't gotten it off my chest fully. Right. Yeah. I think we've learned to let each other finish. Yeah. Whoever starts, and sometimes it's me, sometimes it's you, and sometimes it's both of us that are like, boy, I had a day, you know, and it's like, okay, who's going first? Right. But to fully let that person. And that's one of the things that we do, you know, when I pick you up from work. Yeah. Is I want to know about your day, right? And I want to hear about tell me about your day. Uh How did it go? And sometimes it's a, (laughs) it's the it's a that or it's a oh it's a good day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to know. Or even in the oh I got to tell you about that. Right. So the key here is to avoid brushing past what they shared to one up them with your own just to get to mind. just feelings. Yes. Okay. And then remember this that it ain't a competition. No. So you're uh, both going through different things, whether it be work, parenting, grandparenting, whatever it is in, in your life that you're dealing with, the goal is not to compete here. The goal is to listen and understand what's going on let them finish communicating and then you 
go into sharing what's going on in your life. You recip- you you come back. Right. I think instead of the competition, it's more of a, a cooperation of yeah. listening, hearing, and then they're going to give you the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is don't try to fix their feelings. Do men try to do this? One hundred percent. I think men try to do this. One hundred percent. Not saying that we don't do it as well. We're fix-it people. Correct. I think that's the way you're creating. That's the way you're wired because of our creators. And that's, so, it's a good thing. But, right, sometimes when I need to share feelings, I don't need you to give me three points of things I can do. Well, it's always good to ask the question, do you want me to listen or do you want me to fix this? Right. And then whatever you're wanting Okay, if this is a fix-it situation, then I go into the fix-it mindset. <laughs> if it's, I just want you to listen, okay, then I'll put down the tool bag. And I think, I would say, usually it's just the listen. Right. Yeah. Because it's just listen. What, the, what the article said, it says, it can be hard to witness your partner experiencing tough emotions. When they share them with you, it's natural to want to find a solution to help them feel better. That's natural. Mm-hmm. So, sure. What if you're the man or the woman in the relationship? I mean, you want to be able to fix what's going on. Um, it's your partner. You yeah, want to help. You hurt. You yes. hurt for them, and you want to help them. Yes. But in situations like this, they're often not looking for you to solve things. They just want your support. So, mm. in those cases. Be that shoulder to lean on. Yes. Have an empathetic ear. Unless they specifically ask for your help to solve the problem. That's good. That's That's good. Okay. So don't try to fix their feelings. All right. Number three, let go of whether you agree with them. Ooh. That might be the hard one for me. Okay. Well, go for it. Maybe. I don't know. What do you say? Um, you know, because it, it, say your spouse is sharing about something that's frustrating, uh, a frustrating conversation with their sibling and they're visibly upset when it comes down to it, you're just not sure you really agree with the situation. (laughs) So it's almost like, you know, you, you're going to take a side then. Do I agree and side with them? But just like it's not a competition, it's not about taking sides. It's about hearing their feelings. This is the way they're legitimately feeling this frustration, whatever, this angst. And and I need to hear that. Not take a side. Empathy is the word. Yeah. Being empathetic. Now, maybe there's a lack of ability to be empathetic, but at least try. Hey, was that directed at me? No, no, no. Okay, okay, good. I was just making sure. No. No. Just making sure. Now, you can work on your mercy, but I mean, mean. anyway, empathetic. No, you you can be empathetic. I can. Yes, you can. Yeah. And and you're really, really good at listening and then giving, this is what I think. And- and giving me your thoughts, and okay. sometimes I don't like it, but <laughs> but I'm going. Yeah, she's right. Sometimes, most of the time, 
mostly. But again, right, it's not about an agreeing or a disagreeing. Mm. I need to hear you out, mm-hmm. let you share. Well, this and this goes into be the, empathetic. Yeah, this and this goes into the next one, the fourth right. one. Yes. Thoughts, questions. Now, I wrote something down here, and I've learned I learned this a, a long time ago. I heard somebody say this. I was like, okay, that's something that I should always remember. Whether it's family, marriage, leadership, you name it, lead with questions, not statements. And you have practiced this and really, I I think, home this skill. You're good at this. Lead with questions, not statements. I learned from you. And you do a good job of that. You ask good questions. And it causes me to think because I'm a processor. Um, But questions tend to slow things down a little bit, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Might help in an... An emotional environment, or mm-hmm. yes, and in 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 the relationship piece, the thing about questions is that genuine questions show genuine interest in why they feel the way they do. Which so, really is, yeah, it shows where we should be with ourselves and the person that you. In your spouse, you, those genuine questions show and demonstrate genuine interest. Because many times there's just, there's something behind it. There's, you know, another layer to it. And if you ask these good questions, you lead with those questions, not in a, a critical, you know, or a haughty way, Mm-mm. but... You lead with those questions and humility of of saying, okay, well, why do you think you feel this way? Or has something else happened that made you come to this conclusion? Asking good questions. So it comes down to maybe like tone of voice. Sure. Absolutely. uh, Body language. Those are all key factors in how you ask questions and how you listen in and tune in to your spouse and what's happening there, those those communicate. Um so and and the thing is is that it shows that you really care about some specific the specific details of what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. All right. And and that makes a huge difference in the relationship. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as the conversation goes, it's always good to come back and say, so what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. It's drive through. It's that drive through um, talk. You ever heard of that? Drive through talking? You know, you don't like because you say an order over through the drive through yeah. and they say it back to you. Yes. Right. Okay. I didn't know that's what it was called, yeah. but I can like, see the analogy. Right. Yes. That it's good to come back again. You're helping settle emotions. You're listening, being empathetic, and helping. To me, it's what you do for me is help. You're helping me process. You're helping me sort this out, get through some of my feelings that might rush to the surface, and maybe let the dust settle a little bit and really see what I'm supposed to see. Am I supposed to learn something from this? Is this really not a big deal? Am I supposed to take a step 
differently because of this, whatever it may be. So what's our fifth one? Oh, five. Last one. Yes. And I think this one just kind of covers all of them and all the other four. You have to be doing this, giving your full attention to your spouse. And that's, again, like you, your quote, you know, being present. Present. Yes. Patient and deliberate. deliberate. Like giving just, you know, and, and sometimes I think... We might have to tell them, hold on a second, <laughs> or, you know, I, I need just a moment. Let me finish the text message I'm sending or in the middle of, or let me turn the radio down, or me watch the last out in this game, whatever it is. But they deserve that respect, that mutual respect. They're they're wanting to share a part of them with you, a part of their day, a part of their feelings and what they're going through, you should give them your full attention. Right. They deserve that. And if they don't get it, then they feel insignificant. Absolutely. Slighted. And then, and see what happens though, is they're not going to want to come to you the next time, right? So I can take you all on so where this is going to lead in so many different ways that that I'm going to find another confidant and someone else to share. Okay, you see what I'm saying? But to strengthen your marriage and the bonds of your marriage as two coming together as one, when you give each other your full attention, you're empathetic and you are not one-upping them and you're going through these steps of listening it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. They want to come back. They know that this is a safe place. They know this is where I can come and be real and share. And this person's going to validate me. Right. Right. And that feeling validated in your marriage is crucial for being your best self and spouse. Yes. Um, validating each other creates that environment where you both feel loved, you feel supported, and you feel understood. But I also think you also feel seen. There's there huh. you, you see one another. Um Which, while, to me causes me to love you more. Mm-hmm. To fall in love with you more when I see you who you are. And and you share more of yourself. And that's just cool. And and going back to the whole chop wood, carry water. Yeah. This is chopping wood and carrying water for your marriage. Serving that person. This is chopping wood and carrying water. These yep. things may seem insignificant. Yeah. The whole chopping wood and carrying water, but what you're doing is you're building up a you're building up a stockpile of heat source for your marriage and refreshing water for your marriage because you're going to need heat and you're going to need some refreshing along the way and it's going to happen so this is your chopping wood and carrying water message is what this is about yes and those small habits can completely change 100 percent um the health of your marriage you really can't yeah 100 percent any other thoughts about the five underrated? I like those. Isn't that good? 
they they're just very practical things that I think we can put in front of us, remember, think on, and put it into practice this week with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, man, this is good. This is really good. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Well, I thought we could, uh, as we wrap up, yes, do a couple of uh, unpaid advertisements, <laughs> kind of highlight some people. Oh, yeah, sure. So People doing some good stuff. Yeah, people doing some good stuff. <laughs> one of them is the business I work for. Yes. So we'll get to that one in a minute. Okay. But the other one is my are my friends at Phoenix Community Coffee. Uh. So they started this business, this, commu- this uh, coffee that matters. Uh, motto and that's their vision coffee that matters and uh my friends brian holland and greg sweat and uh jeff bagwell and those guys uh they're doing an incredible work with uh phoenix community coffee over in the duluth area and they're growing they're expanding and their 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 coffee is really good and they are doing a lot of good things when it comes to uh, not only serving good coffee, but it's coffee with a purpose and coffee that matters because it's impacting lives around the world um, for eternity. And it's a really beautiful thing to see what God's doing. They just opened up their first um, coffee shop over in, in the Duluth area. And in that coffee shop is also where they meet for church. And so it's a, uh, it's a really, really cool uh, environment. They've got multiple campuses. I know they've got a Phoenix church here in Athens. They've got one in Gainesville. There's Duluth. They got, they've got several that are going on, but, but they also work with, with uh, different organizations Mm -hmm. that uh, share common uh, values and beliefs Mm -hmm. uh, to, advance the advance the gospel and it's uh they just do an incredible job yeah they're making a difference in their communities and around the world and yes very much so Uh really really cool stuff so the other unpaid advertisement is who you work for who i work for synergy services so we are a remediation restoration and construction firm out of athens and we will mitigate losses, water losses, smoke damage, fire damage, mold, you name it. We'll, we'll do that. And we'll help um, bring your property back to pre-loss conditions. And that's something that we get to do. Um, we got a couple of jobs we're working on right now, big jobs that we have. and um, But then we've also got some residential as well that, we're doing we do some um residential construction um so it's it's just really really cool to be a part of uh we're a small company just getting things launched and growing and uh enjoying uh what uh what we have been given and we want to be good stewards of what we've been given and we want to be able to serve people um in in these in these spaces where they experience loss mm. and to help them um experience restoration in more ways than just a physical restoration so it's a beautiful uh company to be a part of and i'm very very grateful 
to have the opportunity to do what we're doing. Even though I've never done it before, learn. I'm learning and doing something I've never done before. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's good. I really, yeah. and I'll have some information about both of those organizations, Phoenix, as well as Synergy. I'll have that in the show notes as well. You can reach out to us if we can ever do anything to serve you. All right. So as we wrap it up, we just want to encourage you. You be the spouse that steps out this week and you work on validating your partner. And I bet uh, that they'll reciprocate that back for you. So Mm. take the lead. I like the reciprocation back. Yes, honey. Mm-hmm. Works both ways. Works both ways. <laughs> yes, it does. So thanks again for listening. We so appreciate your time. We love when we get comments and text messages that encourages us to keep doing this. And if you have any prayer requests that you would like to share with us, you can always reach us by email or connect with us on Instagram at cord underscore of underscore three the number three you can reach us on instagram or send us an email either one we'd love to hear from you and how we can pray for you and just know that we love you and are so grateful for you and remember that two Two are better than one one. and a cord of three strands is not easily broken. broken